Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Two episode 31 starts now. Sometimes you got to literally lean into it. You see what I did there? <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hi, everybody. We got Jamie Jurak. Good morning. We got Aaron Perrine. That's I am Groot Day. <laughs> Yo, Aaron, as you can see, is aboard the raft in the 838 universe. That's true. That's true. Wow. I don't know. I'm going to find out what our universe's number is. <laughs> How's things going with the dead Illuminati? <laughs> a lot of, lot of janitors. A lot of janitors. Huh? <laughs> have, the, have the crime numbers spiked since Mr. Fantastic was turned to a spaghetti dish? Wow. Well, yeah, no Eminem in shambles. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. There is so much MCU news to talk about uh, a lot has actually happened this week. I was putting together the rundown today and I was like, oh, I forgot this thing. Oh, I forgot that thing. Uh, we had a lot to talk about this week. First of all, I do want to call attention to one thing. I saw a tweet uh, from Jamie Jurak right before the show started. Yeah, yeah. Um, Prey was a very good movie. I think everybody in the chat right now will agree. Prey was good. Uh, if you've watched it, you probably know. Prey was good. However, put some bloody respect on Lemon and Tangerine, will ya? I liked Bullet Train. Don't get me wrong. I had a good time watching that movie. It was fun. But of Bullet Train and Bodies, 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 and Prey, of those three movies, Prey was the best and should have been in theaters. That's all I'm I, saying. I, I loved Bullet Train. I loved Bullet Train. Man, I, I but I, I, you're, hey, I just had to. I liked I had, it. I, I really use this as an excuse to prop up my love for Bullet Train. <laughs> one of the most, that's probably one of the most fun times I've had of the movies in a long time. Have Aaron, Jenna, have you guys seen Bullet Train yet? Nope. Mm-mm. George Prey yet? Not yet. No. <sighs> Parents watched it. It was good. Tammy, <laughs> it's just you and me today. <laughs> okay. Well, clearly the, you guys need to break this tie and see. Again, I would like to reiterate. I like Bulldrain. Mm-hmm. Just I like Prey better. I mean, the world needs to know. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I still need to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. All right. So it is. I am Groot Day. Happy I am Groot Day to MCU Nation, Phase Zero community fam. Uh, we are one week from She-Hulk, so not only are we going to talk about I Am Groot today in full spoilers for its and really non-spoilery show as a whole anyway, uh, <laughs> but first of all, I want to start. We are one week from She-Hulk. Jenna is going to the She-Hulk premiere on Monday night. She's going to be on the carpet doing interviews. Jenna, how are you feeling one week from, from, from seeing your girl? 
mildly terrified. It's technically a week and a day because now we're moving to Thursdays, which is still weird of having that sort of shift. But yeah, I, I cannot believe we are almost here. I cannot believe after months of her even denying that she was even cast as She-Hulk, that now we are at this point of this show is real. It exists. It, every single TV spot that they put out looks better and better. I am just so excited for the She-Hulk era and getting to go to the premiere is still surreal. That has not hit me yet. It won't hit me until I'm literally on the carpet and I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually here. So I'm just um, excited. We hashtag God Jenna to the She-Hulk premiere. Yep. Uh, I do. I want to point out one thing about She-Hulk that I'm noticing in the marketing that is a complete antithesis from everything Marvel has done before. They're showing us all the cameos up front, it seems. I think there's still going to be more. I think like they're showing us some of the the weird ones that you can catch without like needing the character to necessarily speak or really do anything. But I think there's going to be even more beyond that. So much of her solo run is just like, what weird character from Marvel canon can she fight in a particular episode? So I feel like there's going to be even more beyond that that might be a little bit more spoilery than what we've gotten. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who do you think could show up? Who would, who would make sense to you? I was literally, I'm going to write a slideshow that's basically like 10 different ones that would be fun just off of ones that were in the various comics. I don't know. Like there are so many, like if, if Pace Pot Pete showed up on the show, like you could go to the bottom of the barrel of like the weirdest characters that have ever existed in Marvel canon. You could find a way to make them make sense on She-Hulk. We're getting Porcupine on this show with a comic accurate costume that looks so stupid and so wonderful. So it's like we, anything is possible on the show. And that is what I'm so excited for. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, speaking of fun, I am Groot dropped today, and that's that is that is all this show is. It's just a fun little. It's just a fun little bit. I've shared my reaction already. Uh, Aaron, have you watched I Am Groot yet? Yeah. What'd, what'd uh, you it's it's just cute. Like <laughs> it's just cute and nice. Like uh, you know, I think when you guys, I, I'm very happy that you two got to talk to us about it before I saw it because. You go into it with the understanding it's basically going to be those Olaf Frozen shorts, but for Marvel stuff. And it's like much more enjoyable. I know that there was people on the Internet sort of like speculating that maybe we'd get some sort of like tie ins to like the larger frameworks. and They were hiding it in these. But that's not that's not what we're here for. If you're here, if you watch a lot of Spark shorts and stuff. On Disney Plus, if you transverse like all the little like you know the Pixar other shorts, like you'll have a good time. It's a, it's a fun time. Yes, and yes, Baymax series is good. Damon, yes, is amazing. <laughs> Baymax series was fun. Baymax was. series was fun. Uh, what was your, what did you have a favorite episode? Um, the one for the marketing when they were like when he was like when like little Groot was dancing with all the little other aliens. I'm a sucker for a weird <laughs> bottle episode where <laughs> it's Gulliver's travels basically. And the big random person that we all know has to interact with a smaller civilization of other people like, ooh, like the little aliens from Toy Story mm-hmm. when they worship the claw like that. That stuff gets me all the time. So it was good. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I will say this. It is much less pressure to wake up in the morning and watch all of I Am Groot than it is to watch one of these Disney Plus shows and then get on here and be like, did I miss anything? Did I have to yeah. go back and rewatch this? <laughs> Am I making too much noise of waking up the other people in the house? It was very, <laughs> very nice to just watch them and be like, yep, that was delightful. I have to catch everything in Moon Knight or I will be a fraud on, on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's my morning coffee. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Jenna, you, you, I know you saw this earlier. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, was there anything else you wanted to share today but now, now that we can talk freely about the content? First, first of all, I find it very interesting how they released the episodes. I assumed just based on like how we were shown them in screeners, it was literally just a single 20 minute block. And it was like each episode was just in that one block. And then just seeing on Disney Plus, they are all individual titles. That is a very interesting choice. It's not necessarily what I expected them to do because I, I already feel bad for all of the parents with little kids who are going to have to individually search for every single episode as opposed to just watching them all in a single season. Like that's probably going to be very weird. But I, I think the show is super adorable. Ryan Reflex said in the chat, like it's free serotonin. Like that's all you really need. It's just delightful. My favorite episode was the one with Rocket where he's like, where Groot is going around the, the spaceship and like getting all of the little odds and ends from the various Guardians members to make the little portrait of all of them. That is just adorable. That like pulled on my heartstrings. I'm glad this show didn't like emotionally compromise us more i wholeheartedly expected to go in and just be extremely sad so the fact that we we still came out of this unscathed and just having a nice little time i'm like cool that's exactly what i wanted so someone's gonna make marcel the shell with shoes on yeah. but it be groot and just rip our hearts out okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right jamie well, um, you see, folks, uh, I you can fire me now because I forgot about I Am Groot and I didn't watch it. Uh, you know, normally I watch these things when they drop at midnight uh, and then I instead watch something else and then I slept in until 10 minutes before this show occurred. So uh, basically, uh, I did not watch I Am Groot. I'm sorry. I'm a fraud. Uh, I must hate Marvel. <laughs> uh, no, I think if there was ever one that you were going to get a pass on, it's the 20 minutes worth of I Am Groot animated shorts. Mm-hmm. There's two things I want. I think it's hilarious. I already forgot. I think it's hilarious, Jamie. Please don't ever, please don't ever change. Um, uh, there's two things I want to talk about. I did love the episode of Rocket Raccoon, maybe just because Rocket Raccoon was in it and we had like Drax's back, his, his, his naked shower back in there. <laughs> Uh, but also, <laughs> never mind, cancel Jamie fake fun. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Hassel was in the comments and was like, when is Jamie going to rate all of the shorts on Letterboxd? I am now like desperately wanting to see that list because that would be great. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch them today. Yay. Okay. <laughs> we need it. We need the, we need the Letterboxd. Yes. Um, I did see they said this is set between Guardians. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a a, a, little, a little analyst for a second on the I am Groot shorts. Hold on, hold on. They're not getting but they're not getting this past me. They said this is set between the post credit scene of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two and uh, or Guardians of the Galaxy Vo- Volume Two and its post credit scene. It's set in that time frame before Groot is a teenager after the adventures of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. However, in one of these episodes, we saw Groot learn to walk. Right, so that'll be set after the first Guardians and before the second Guardians. Uh, excuse me, what's going on here? Which one is it? I don't really care. I think it's fine. I just had to just show I'm an expert. Okay, I'm not a fraud. I know this stuff. <laughs> More importantly, I thought it was hilarious that Groot absolutely... <laughs> I shouldn't say this is hilarious. I thought it was hilarious that they had the audacity <laughs> to have Groot commit genocide <laughs> in one of these episodes. And then they realized that he could not kill an entire village of little little blue little blue blobby guys and they had to poke their heads out because my jaw hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. The entire village of little, little things. And I was like, yo, what just happened? And they were like, yeah. boop, boop, boop. they popped up. And I was like, oh my God, kids would be traumatized if you killed, if Lil Groot killed all those even littler things. Oh, that was, I thought that was a <laughs> I was like, what did they just do? So, 
but yeah, uh, compliments time, Groot. Thought it had some good little little giggles, some good little cute moments. The animation was very impressive, mm-hmm. um, and I enjoyed Rocket Raccoon being in there. So also, James Gunn has a cameo. He voices the little smartwatch that is in like one of the episodes. I don't remember which one, but so oh, we get a little James that. Gunn cameo in there too. He's thriving in animation. These I days. know, seriously. I'm telling you, you can't keep this guy's voice out of animation. Um, all right, that's all I had to say about I Am Groot. Does anybody else want to add anything? Oh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Layla called him Grootnos. <laughs> Grootnos was right. Oh, uh, Jamie's, Jamie will have her reaction on Letterboxd and next week's episode of Phase Zero. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're... I wonder if we are ever going to talk about I Am Groot again. I, I don't know. Aren't we working on a second season? So like, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it then. So... I don't know. I'll take whatever free tone and I can get from Marvel. Honestly, I feel like if we weren't getting so much Marvel content, we would have been more excited for I Am Groot. But I Am Groot is a fun little snack that doesn't really, you know, it's nothing that's moving the MCU forward. It's just a little, it's not, it's not lunch. It's not dinner. It's just that little thing. Mom will be like, all right, have this before because we're, you know, we don't want you to lose your appetite. I'm so full already. I've been eating so much. I don't need a snack. <laughs> but I do. Keep, keep, keep feeding us. Anyway, all right, we're going to move on. <laughs> well, on the topic of continuing to feed us or maybe not feeding us, um, Rosario Dawson was at C2E2 in Chicago over the weekend. And during her spotlight panel, she said, Punisher is happening again. Everyone got excited because that seemed as if at very least John Bernthal would be back as Punisher. At, at very most, we would maybe get like a new Punisher show or movie or something. She then said, and I quote, I can't be trusted. Getting intel from fans during signings is iffy, apparently. My bad. I get excited. Confirmation is key when you're told what you want to hear. So she got the entire internet in a tizzy about the idea of Punisher p- potentially coming back. And it doesn't seem like he is yet. So what do we all think of that? She heard this from a fan at a signing and yeah. thought it would be a good idea to announce it at a panel. Girl. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> oh, I I mean, I've, I'm sure, I feel like it'll happen, but I think this is hilarious that, that she <laughs> did that. I think she knows something. They always know yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, who knows? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I saw so many Foggy like sniper or Foggy <laughs> the Punisher memes this weekend. It was like, all right, these are making a comeback because we he's that's just him this whole weekend. Foggy had like Rosario Dawson's relative and sent a photo of them in a chair. <laughs> it was just like, what, is, what, is, what? What are we doing with Punisher? Take no, some heat off, Patton. Just kidding, Foggy is a nice guy. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please stop. Um, uh, I'm just kidding. No, I just I, I'm I'm I don't know, I'm I'm delusional right now. Um, there yeah. are some stories that pop across my phone, and I go, man, I'm kind of glad I'm not on the desk right now. And mm-hmm. that was definitely one of them. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Either this is like wrong, and everybody got excited for no reason, or it's completely right, and now I have to fear for her family because oh no. <laughs> 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 those paychecks about to stop coming in if you say one more word <laughs> right oh no god i really wonder like i would really love to i want to ask foggy one time and i feel like i can't waste a question on this because i don't think mm-hmm. he'll actually answer it but i would love to really listen when somebody spoils something what actually happens mm-hmm. like i know we make all the jokes and the jokes are fun but like what actually happens does has anybody ever actually like been fined for saying too much is it like is it just like a strongly worded email 
Like, do you steal their dog and say, I'm keeping it for a week? <laughs> you can't see it. Like what happens? Like, I, I'm re- I would love to know what I'm, I, I'm sure legally that if somebody actually crossed the line and said something that was p- potentially damaging because it said too much, like, yes, legally you could find a person. I'm sure it's written into a contract. That's what an NDA is. But I would just love to hear like, you know, when Mark Ruffalo live streamed the Thor premiere, what actually happened following that? You know, what was the conversation? What was the act? Was there a punishment or is this just a running joke? Like, I, I would love to actually know. Right? Like, I don't know. I feel like you could ask Jamie Foxx because I know he, he did an interview this week where he basically talked about the fact that he shared the fan art of the three Spider-Men like the second he started filming No Way Home. And then he was like, oh, crap. And so like, yeah, I feel like you could almost get a better answer if you ask the people who have spoiled stuff because they might be able to tell you. But I don't know. Everybody in our comment section is saying there's some kind of breaking news. Um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't see anything. Yeah. So. I, I, huh? I, think I, I just laughed. Go, Jamie. Oh, I think that because Brandon, you said that we were pausing for for news, but you, we were just getting the normal news together. I think yeah. that's what the confusion oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. We're just running through all of the week's news. The breaking news <laughs> is that I'm Groot is available now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> live. Uh, and it's it's a great show, and we have uh, we have another topic about Taika Waititi now. Breaking oh my goodness! Uh, so Taika dropped some uh, you know Hercules and Greek gods tea, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he said, um, <clears throat> "I didn't even know that was a character in Marvel, but apparently it is." which is hilarious. Uh, And then he said, I know it's opening up a whole new thing, which I won't be invited to come and be a part of, but I'm happy for everyone who loves Greek gods. So it sounds like we are getting Brett back. He's going to be Hercules again. Uh, It sounds like Tyke has nothing to do with it, which is maybe good since he doesn't even know it's a comics (laughs) character. What do you guys think? I just like Taika's over here getting married to Rita Ora. He's just living his best life. Like that man has so much going on. I get that he doesn't have time to read a comic. I, I personally would rather have the director of superhero franchises read a comic, but I, I can let it slide with him somewhat. Um, it is so funny that he does not know Hercules or he did not know Hercules was a comic character. I'm very curious what is in store for her because I feel like there's a lot of potential. I will bang the drum on the show until the the end of days that like he should cross over with She-Hulk because their relationship in the comics is excellent. So wherever we see Brett Goldstein pop up, I'm ex- very excited to see it. Man, Brett Goldstein. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Uh, Taika Waititi, DGAF lately, man. That dude just lets stuff fly. And it, it feels honestly kind of careless about the projects at this point. And that's kind of turning me off to some of the, some of the comments. But listen, I don't like to be the person who criticizes people on here. I, I, I just don't, it does, but I, I'd be lying if I said it. some of the, the way Taika talks about Thor and some of the other projects and how he's so open about how he doesn't know comics and stuff like that. It almost feels like it's a taunt and I don't know that it is, but it's kind of just like, geez, man. Um, What's going on here? You just don't care anymore. And the more I've thought about Thor Love and Thunder, like when I thought, saw the movie for the first time, I was like, man, that was so fun. I saw it again. I was like, dude, that movie is hilarious. I saw it a third time. And I was like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, yeah, I had fun. But the more I think about it, a lot of this movie doesn't make sense. And it's like, I've never had a movie drop, my opinion of a movie drop so substantially after seeing it for the first time. I still don't think Thor Love and Thunder is like a bad movie. I think it's hugely entertaining. But it does feel like, man, somebody didn't really care to iron out all the kinks in this one to actually help it reach the full potential. I don't know if that was Taika. Maybe Taika's being 
careless because he got pushed to remove stuff. And that two hour mandate thing actually was true. I could see somebody reacting that way, being totally reasonable in that too. But I don't know. The whole thing is just kind of weird to me how, how he's acting like he doesn't read comics and doesn't really care about anything. But maybe that's just Tyke. Maybe that's why his movies are so fun. And what do you think of all this? Uh, I mean, I think there's room for people who aren't like slavishly devoted to like the source material. But I, I don't begrudge anybody for being that upset. That is not like whatever, because I mean, I think we all went into Love and Thunder thinking it was going to be one thing and then getting like the different like and for me, a lot of the difference of it like worked. I'm sure like, you know, Adam and me, I don't know how many images, how many walkthroughs about Gore the God Butcher. He helped <laughs> put me through like, you know, just to like get some like footing and then maybe like 4% of that being necessary. And I'm like, man, we could have been talking about pizza or something. Like we wasted a lot of time, <laughs> my friend. Like we, we spent a lot of our lives like talking and preparing and it did not come in handy at all. I think also there's an element of he's a troll, right? Like he likes to poke fans. I, I don't think he M. Night Shyamalan ran in here and was like, I, they handed me the comic books and I threw it back at them for <laughs> real. Right. It couldn't be that. So I, it's hard. It's like, I don't want to get worked into a shoot where I take something that is obviously not real and then make it real. And then you end up getting played because you take something that's obvious bait and like make too much of it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I also just want to shout out Aaron's background against it. I think it looks so good on camera. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to build one in my house. We need to build ourselves myself a containment cell. She-Hulk is actually representing me. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you, you, you just move into wherever you are. That office is your home now. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, alert Ariel. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to take a quick one-minute break. When we come back, we got a few more things to talk about, like Professor X. Uh, we're going to talk about Kingpin's return, some Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We'll even answer a few of your questions live on the show. So during this break, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching, drop some comments. Let's get engaged with each other, everybody. Let's have some fun, Phase Zero community. We'll see you in a minute. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Phase Zero. Sorry, I am looking at the rundown right now because I realized I forgot something <laughs> because Jenna keeps me on my toes. Shout out to Jenna. Uh, Jenna, actually, Jenna has the first bit of news here that we're going to talk about. It's related to the X-Men. Yes, and, it is. Uh, it's kind of exciting. So Giancarlo Esposito, who is one of the most frequent fan casts, I feel like, on the internet. Anytime there's any big role, this man usually comes up in the conversation. Um, He was asked about those fan casts and about conversations he may or may not be having with Marvel. Um, He was at the TJH Superhero Car Show and Comic-Con in San Antonio, Texas, and he said, quote, I have not worked for Marvel yet. I've been in the room with them and I've talked to them. I'm going to go for something that's a little bit different. I'm going to go and put it out into the universe that I would like to play Professor X. So... 
that's out there. So if anyone anyone who has been wanting to fan cast him and wanting him to play that role, he is clearly bored with it, which is really interesting. What do you think about him potentially playing it? Because at this point, there's so many directions they could take X-Men in the MCU. I'm almost like, I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it. That man can do anything. Anything. Um, uh, I, in my mind, like I always saw him more as a Magneto because we're used to seeing him, you know, villain as a villain, but like he can do anything and Professor X would be a really cool would be cool and I'm here for it. Uh, he's just so good. Oh my gosh. This season of Better Call Saul is just blowing my mind. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm just give me, give him anything to do. And I'm, I'm on board with it. I'm here for it. I mean, uh, you, John, John Carlos Esposito could play a new Tony Stark, my most beloved live action MCU character. I think he'd be good <laughs> at that too. Like the, so yes, I think he'd be a good professor X. I mean, there's really no, I just I don't even have anything more to say about it. Aaron, what do you think? Um, I think it would be interesting. Like, you know, we had all those rumors right around Comic-Con that that's what was like, that he was just going to roll out there maybe in the chair. Uh, <laughs> and it did not happen that way, of course. But, you know, I'm down for, I. you just know for Marvel Studios that they're not going to do what happened before, at least not completely. There will be nods to what, occurred before like we've got patrick stewart and you you can choose to believe ryan reynolds's thirst traps on instagram if you if you want <laughs> or him and jackman they're both out there lifting right now together somewhere in all of our head cannons but they're probably <laughs> going to deviate somehow from what came before and that would be a pretty big swing i, I think so you know Absolutely. I also like to people who are like, oh, no, Professor X is too good of a character and he's played villains too long. Depending on what comics you read and what stories are told, Professor X can be very crappy as a person. Like he, he is not the best character in a lot of instances. It's almost a running joke within X-Men lore, how terrible Charles Xavier can be. So that would be a really fun component to play because I think Patrick Stewart's version was so nice and that was what was required. But there is potential for him to kind of suck as a person. I, I also go ahead. I was going to say, Jenna, there's a real argument you made. He's like that guy who took all those Instagram pictures of him with his baby where he's supposed to be watching his baby and the baby's like <laughs> falling off of stuff or falling into a <laughs> volcano or whatever. Uh -huh. Like there's a real argument that there's, that's a dimension of him we've never seen on screen. It's like, yeah, you kind of are putting these children in danger a lot. Yep. yep. I, I, I think about, I mean, the most recent thing I've seen him in is The Boys uh, and The Mandalorian. I don't watch Better Call Saul. Sorry, Jamie. Uh, but <laughs> you're making a mistake. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like I think about his character who's like overseeing Vought Industries and the boys. And it's like, man, if that guy was like good intention, but acting similarly, like that could be a Professor X. Like he's very calculated. He's very like dignified in his beliefs. Like, I mean, that's the, just the kind of character he seems to play. And he's always good at it. He's always good at nailing every role he's had. So I don't know. Big, big fan of John Carlos Esposito. I, I don't think there's anybody in the MCU any character that like he could want to play that I'd be like, man, I don't know. But I just, when's the last, when have we seen a, a casting? When does it happen that an actor says they want to play a character and then it happens? Like it's so rare. It, mm -hmm. So it's always like, ah, oh, don't curse yourself. I don't. mean, Simu was yeah, one of the most recent one. Yeah. yeah. I like remember Stephen Lang wanted to play Cable so bad. Mm -hmm. like, stuff like that. Like it's just, there's, there's so many instances where like people go on Twitter and like, hey, let me play Nova. And then all of a sudden, like they're not, you know, they take themselves out. It's crazy. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I, like, thank you for laughing. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
supposed to keep moving after this. It just, it just got me. Uh, so there are yeah, Ironheart set photos. an Xbox Connect today, by the way. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a 360 Xbox Connect, too. Yes. Not yeah. like the new one. Um, God. <laughs> uh, so we got Ironheart set photos around the internet. I'm sure if you're watching this show, you, you've you seen the images. You, you have no impulse control. Thank you for keep watching. Yes, keep watching Day Zero. Uh, stream the show. Uh, so we got Dominic Thorne rolling around in her armor and it's really cool looking. Um, you know, it's always a big thing when we see the characters' costumes for the first time because you want it to look good. And so first box checked. And we also got Anthony Ramos rolling around as the hood, which we now know that he's playing from his costume, which we cannot show you. Uh, but you know where to go. You know where to find this stuff. Amon Vellani's talking about it right now on the Marvel Studios Spoilers Reddit. You can go talk with her about it. Um, <laughs> it it's uh, So we're getting a lot of Ironheart stuff. Uh, everybody excited. Everybody thinks the hood looks good. Everybody thinks the suit looks cool. I can tell you that I rewatched Hamilton on Disney Plus this weekend and it got me excited to see him in the show. So that's where I'm at. What, awesome. He's been in quite a few things. Star's born, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> I like literally from day one, I was like, I feel like he is playing the hood. Like that was my guess as soon that as he was. Oh, you said it here on the show. I did. And I'm very happy to be right. Like extremely happy because I think that is great casting. And I think the idea of juxtaposing Riri with like magical, like crime syndicate sort of stuff is so unexpected. And it is going to make that show so entertaining because it's just going to not be like anything that we've ever expected. And I, I love his costume. I know people are like, what the heck is this? This is just a guy in a hood. That's literally his entire deal. Like it looks, it could not look more comic, comic accurate if they tried. And then like with the, the Ironheart armor itself, the, the armor that she's wearing in the, in Wakanda forever, that's been leaked on like Funko pops and stuff. And the, the armor in the set photos is not at all what I expected, but I love the idea that she is kind of getting what Tony Stark has gotten of like different evolutions of armor. Of Like some of them are bulkier and eventually we're going to get to the more streamlined version that she's had in the comics for so long. Cause it's like, we haven't had that like clear of a division in the comics of her getting different suits of armor. So I, I love it. I think they're just doing some really cool things. It is very funny to me seeing how they're shooting um, Atlanta for Chicago. Cause I'm seeing like, news vans and stuff that are there that I'm like, you guys could just be in Chicago filming this exactly. Like we have so many of these things that you guys could just use, but it's funny seeing them recreate it too. You took the words right out of my mouth and you talked about her armor evolution. Uh, I, I think I, I saw that costume for the first time and I was like, man, that thing's bulky. Ooh, that thing's gotta be heavy. But then I was like, ah, oh, that's her Mark one or maybe two. It's like, it's an early model. I was, and I, my, I was also thinking that doesn't look like the comics. But like, we'll get there. I'll bet you if, if there's six episodes of Ironheart, guess which episode the comic suit is coming in. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it's cool that like, I, I would love to see them release an official image. I always feel like these sort of like set photos that get snagged are, they're not good representations of what the product is actually going to look like. Obviously, they're going to have to CGI some of this and tweak it and do stuff like that, that they just don't have yet. I can't wait. Like, I'm not passing judgment at all, really. I'm excited for what Jenna said, because I do think we're going to see an evolution of armors. And I think that's really cool, because that's going to coincide with an evolution of Riri. Uh, but I, I really do want to see what it looks like. So I've, I'm, not, I'm not really forming an opinion other than, like, I think the evolution of it is going to be cool. And it looks like a fun design for the suit. Uh, and I have no problem with it looking bulky at first, because, yes, like, think about the, think about the development of cell phones. We started with these big things. 
And then they got, now they can fit in our fingernail. So that's what has to happen. That's like, you know, that's what has to happen with the suit. I'm interested to see how Wakandan technology factors into it, if at all, because she's making her debut in Wakanda forever. So that'll be interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually, Ironheart is high on my list for things, as you all saw. It's pretty high on my list of things I'm looking forward to. And I really just want to see the scene where she goes to the, the Hall of Armor and sees all the suits and maybe talks to an AI Tony Stark. But they are not shelling out that downy money. And you know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's okay this show will be great without him it certainly doesn't need uh tony stark to be great um all right echo speaking of set photos echo had photos of kingpin uh popping up and he's wearing his white and black suit again he is a big boy in the mcu they are bulking him up vincent d'onofrio is looking like <laughs> really looking like willie fisk that dude is is getting close to the, the, there's no, I don't believe that that's actually just all Vincent D'Onofrio in that suit. If you've seen this, he looks bigger than he usually does. And Vincent D'Onofrio is not a small guy, but he looks kingpinish, not quite Spider-Verse, but stepping more towards Spider-Verse than what, <laughs> you know, the Netflix shows we're doing. So his new Kevlar skin is continuing to, to, to enlarge, I guess. And I think it's cool. I think he looks good. It's exciting to have Kingpin back. That probably means not long until we get a set photo of Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Does anybody have any thoughts on Echo? I was going to say, I'm like, I, I want him to keep escalating to the point where it is just the Spider-Verse proportions just in live action. <laughs> it feels like that's the only point we can go at this point. I got so confused when these photos dropped because I thought they were also for Ironheart. And I was like, whoa, this show is getting really interesting. And we're learning a lot about it before it even comes out. And then I was like, oh, it's for Echo. Even better. Um, I, I like what they're doing with him. I'm just excited to have him back. So, so I'm on board. I saw a valid question in the Phase Zero community on yes. Twitter. yes. How are Daredevil and Echo going to talk to each other? Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Chris and I were debating this over dinner last night, and we were like, we genuinely have no idea. Because it's a thing that in the comics, like, I, I don't, like, it's always just an assumption of comics. Like, this isn't really a thing. My guess is, like, they have some sort of interpreter. Like, the way that Kazi was her interpreter in Hawkeye, like, she might have a new interpreter, and then that would make it easier for them to talk back and forth. But without that, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be like Groot talking to people who don't speak Groot. There has to be somebody like there has to be a rocket raccoon to translate. But yeah, he he can't see her sign language. She can't hear him talking. It's going to be interesting to see how they establish. I think that's going to be that could be a really interesting way for them to develop their their relationship and find ways to communicate. Like that could be an interesting challenge that we have to see them explore. Um, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. And uh, maybe may, I mean, I saw somebody reply to one of the tweets and said, Maybe Daredevil will be able to sense the signs. I mean, he does see the world as fire. He sees a world on fire. He's seen outlines of people and the kind of things that come up. So maybe somebody moving, he can see it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, they're all back. Echo's on the way. And there are photos of Kingpin out there in the world. All right, everybody. There is almost 150 people watching on YouTube. Please subscribe awesome. to our channel. Give us a thumbs up and leave a question. Please get active in the chat because we're winding down on our news topics. So we'll talk about whatever you want us to talk about. Let us know you're here. Just say hello and then drop a question. We got one more news story. What is it? I don't even remember. Oh, oh we got yeah. new, you. We got we got oh my God, Brandon, what are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> so we got to knock where to said he just did some reshoots for Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, he said, and I don't know who this quote, who was, does anyone know this quote too? 
Apologies to whoever got this quote. I know you guys worked very hard. Um, to be honest, my life hasn't changed that much. I'm doing reshoots that are like little missing pieces, like the take of a hand, a movement, some new framing, like little things to do at the end of every movie. And that sometimes you need to do them again. So they're still working on it. And then interestingly, they said this occurred like after the Comic-Con panel. So I assume they just, you know, disappear you into a black van and you get... And you're just on set, ready to film whatever it is that they need you to film. And then they deposit you back at home. So uh, I, I think it's, it's safe to say this thing is not completely done. They're still like trimming around the edges. But I mean, these do sound like very small reshoots. It's not like surprise. There's another ending. I like that he's very much like it's just this is what move this is Thank what movie God. making yeah. is you, you know don't because because people hear reshoots and they panic but like yep. that's just the way it goes and I like that he made that very clear. Yeah, I mean, I also feel like Marvel goes through these test screenings like every movie does. Every big studio film mm-hmm. goes through test screenings. They look at what the audience reacts to test screenings. I believe. I, uh, <laughs> This is, this is, I don't mean to name drop, but this is literally where I heard this. I did an interview with Michael Bay and he explained to me how test screenings work because <laughs> he's Michael Bay. So of course he did. <laughs> right. he told me that these test screenings work in a sense of like, they watch what captures people's attention. If somebody pulls out their phone or somebody goes to the bathroom or somebody like starts to not pay attention or not be engaged with film in any way, that lowers the score. I'm sure there's also surveys and all kinds of things, but they, that is a big factor. So I find that interesting. Marvel, I'm sure, tests things more thoroughly than other studio films because they have more money to fix things because it's such a big brand and they know these things make money and damaging the brand would then really damage the future. So I really do think that these reshoots are only really only ever a good thing. It's like when a video game gets delayed and people are like, yeah, once you release a bad game, you release a bad game. So I don't reshoots don't scare me unless... I'm not going to go there. (laughs) I'm not going to go there. Uh, Not a fan of some reshoots, but (laughs) in the Marvel world, there haven't been reshoots that have scared me or made me think like, oh, they're making the movie worse or the movie's terrible. Uh, But yeah. Um, Anyway, I rambled. I'm going to get over to whoever else wants to take over here. (laughs) Well, so I added this to the rundown after watching the chat. Bring this up a thousand times. Thank you to Layla for for spearheading the conversation about this. Um, Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight director Mohamed Diab were in Cairo, Egypt. And Oscar basically said in a little video that Mohamed posted, why else would I be here? So Moon Knight season two? I mean, why else would he be there? Hard to imagine he'd say that if that was really the case. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. I mean, hopefully Moon Knight season two. Jim Viscardi is giddy right now if he's watching. <laughs> Even no. if it's not Moon Knight season two, it's gonna, he's coming back in some capacity. Like, yeah. it, we'll see him again. I'm no part of me is worried about that. Yes. There's, yeah, well, there's, there's, go ahead, Bree. Oh, I, we're on. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, the last... Um, one of those QR codes in the last episode of Moon Knight, really near the end. If you scanned it and looked at it, it's a, a issue of a comic with Moon Knight fighting against Kang to go get three uh, Khonshu artifacts. So I'm like, oh, he's looped into this way, way more than I think any of us like expect, which is good because if you like Oscar Isaac, Layla, he's been reading 
Slavin Feige himself has been reading your tweets. I saw the, the stuff in the <laughs> chat earlier. I was laughing at it. It's great. Uh, so he has to figure into this somewhere. And unless you just want delicious refreshments out of a bag, right? He's got to figure <laughs> as long as I'm going to go back and get those delicious treats. There's been a lot of delicious treats in the last three Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Um, but I'm down for more Moon Knight before D23, before they tell us about it, which I hope they will. I wonder what's coming at D23. Watch them be like, oh, remember we told you about phase four? Yeah. Well, re- or phase five? This is really phase five. There are seven more titles coming in phase five. I honestly don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> I'm just imagining us having to redo our rankings and I'm just like mentally crying. And, and we will. And we will. You're not allowed to look at your original rankings. You have to just rank them off the top of your head and see if anything changes from your previous ranking. I think that's uh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the, got, my top three are obviously going to be the first Scar- Scarlet Witch solo movie, the second Scarlet Witch solo movie, yeah, and then yeah. the third. Yeah, yeah. You would have put the third one first, so you could like the culmination would be the most anticipated. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. Actually, I think I put the second one first because I feel like the second ones are always <laughs> cool. the best. Yeah, that's usually true. The Scarlet Witch Civil, uh, Scarlet Witch Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We got. Oh, God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that we can have some fun with. Uh, I saw one from Julia Delbo. Uh, all right. Who do you think will be prominent in the next Avengers movie? Well, first of all, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Um, realizing most of my faves from this era probably won't be, and it's lessening my hype. I agree with that as well. I'll be honest, not having Captain America and Iron Man, certainly, and T'Challa, uh, it, it's like the, a Black Widow, um, certainly kind of makes me feel like, oh, gosh, there aren't really um, a ton of, there aren't dynamics in the MCU between characters that I am in, as invested in as I was with like Tony and Cap, and then like the rest of the Avengers and their dynamic. Um, I really hope they'll start building up Shang-Chi's interactions with other characters. Like I think Yelena and Kate Bishop is going to be a fun one to follow. So there's stuff that hasn't happened yet that has to get me excited for this. Um, but I, I don't want to go first here because I talk too much. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Jenna, who, who actually, Aaron, I'm going to come to you first. Who, okay. who characters do you really want to see be on the Avengers roster? Okay. Uh, and it's like sort of cheating because as soon as we figured out, like, you know, now that we've all known that it's like Kang Dynasty is where this is all going. And then it's even further, it's all going to Secret Wars. You instantly start looking at those storylines that involve that character and the people who are fighting against them. So a lot of like my favorites are there. I mean, I, shout out to Taika. I'm like, I've read very little with Hercules besides like my whatever year, 2008. Civil War stuff with Hercules in it, but I'm intrigued to see. But like Carol is like a massive figure. Freaking Sam Wilson's right up in the mix. So you have me off of just those two being there. I'm completely down. Amal Valani, her interacting with any of the adults, her and Kate Bishop, (laughs) against any of the adults would be so fun. It would be so great. Like non cruise ship edition would be awesome, (laughs) right? and Shang-Chi, of course. And I'm trying to think if there's somebody else that I, that we've met so far that was really... I know Oscar Isaac with, with anyone. It's great. Um, I'm trying to think of like, there's somebody else in one of these. There's so many characters that have been introduced. This is very <laughs> difficult. This is more hard than I think it is. This is like family feud questions. And I'm like, uh, 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 I don't know all of them. i the question a little bit. Like, who is somebody like, it? like, obviously Sam Wilson, I think, has to be a leader in the Avengers going forward. If he's not, like, what are they doing? Who is somebody that you think it'll be a fun dynamic to see Sam interacting with? I guess Bucky, but, like, is there anybody else? 
I really, truly, like, if I think about, like, all the players that are on the board so far, him, him and I, I feel like they have to have him and Zemo, like, cross cross mm. paths again mm-hmm. in some ways. And it, I don't think it's going to be as cordial as it was in Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, I don't. Like, you know Zemo's going to be in the middle of Thunderbolts, and I assume since Captain America New World Order is the thing before, we're going to get more dancing as it were, proverbially, before <laughs> Thunderbolts. So I hope that's what happens. But on the hero side of things, him and Tom Holland, there has not been anything besides like them fighting him in Civil War. And I thought that for sure, I'm like, oh, they're in the middle of New York at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier. Maybe just have the kid fly by. That's the fourth time we thought Spider-Man would be there in one of these. At some point, Spider-Man's got to get back with the other adults that don't remember who he is. Seeing Sam have to wrangle up all the kids. Yeah. Sam have to like, oversee like, Spider-Man. Um, who's, I don't know that kid who's Spider-Man. It's his birthday today, but I actually, like, I don't forget <laughs> his name. Um, uh, Kate, Yelena, Imanza, Kamala. Like, seeing Sam have to kind of be like a figurehead in the Young Avengers, I think would be a really fun role for him because Sam gets Sam gets tired of, of being annoyed sometimes, and that is hilarious. That's always good banter. And, and Anthony Mackie's so good at playing that. Like, he calls, like, when he calls uh, Ant-Man Tic Tac, like, what names yeah. we have for all the Young Avengers? I think that could be a lot of fun. I think that's fun. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we got. Let's see what other questions we got here. What announcements? This comes from DDM. What announcements might Marvel make on Disney Plus Day with D twenty three? Just a couple weeks after. When it, when is Disney Plus Day? It's the day before D twenty three. Like it's like that Thursday, and then oh, D twenty three starts that Friday. I really in like early I, September. Like I, I don't know. I don't know that they. I why feel like the biggest thing is acknowledging that Werewolf by Night or whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> It actually exists. It doesn't. No. That shit ain't real. No. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. That that girl in liminal space forever. <laughs> forever. I, I'm just I'm getting increasingly convinced that the the Halloween special will just be Beyonce style dropped on Disney Plus. Like we will just wake up a Thursday and it will just be there. Because at this point there's no marketing otherwise. So I don't know. Happy Halloween. Here is a Halloween special. Yeah. Maybe you'll find it. <laughs> Maybe you won't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's bizarre. All right. All right. All right. Neves is in the chat. Shout out to our friend Neves. All right. Well, I'm just reading this question. Since the Eternals are now present in the MCU with the X-Men possibly in the next saga or the last third of multiverse saga, could all things align to a Judgment Day MCU movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could. That's so. Is it, wouldn't that be like after Secret Wars? Yeah, I feel like that has to be like a phase or two after Secret Wars. <laughs> That's not real. No, it's not <laughs> like phase at all. nine, no. right, or no. something, or phase eight. That would be. Yeah, I think we have to get Avengers vs X Men before that. Yes. Yeah. Um, are you going to switch the show to Thursdays since She Hulk is going to Thursday? This will be the last question of the day. Um, I believe. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not cleared that with the powers that be here uh, at comicbook.com. Yeah, please. Uh, Thursdays are open. Fridays are comic book nation episodes on the Twitch channel. Comic book nation just launched its own YouTube channel. So if you want to go support Kofi, Matt and Janelle, where they talk about all things, not just Marvel as we do here, uh, I suggest doing that. 
but I see no reason for us to stay on Wednesdays and talk about new episodes of She-Hulk six days later and predict things one day before. So I do believe next week we will be on Thursday. We will have official uh, comments on that on our Twitter account and on our you know YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, you'll find out because we either won't be live Wednesday or we will. And I don't think we will. So it looks <laughs> like we are moving to Thursdays. I hope you will join us. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss it. Uh, Jamie, any last words for today's show? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing I did last week, which is uh, watch Paper Girls if you haven't yet. Because great. Also watch Prey. Um, maybe watch my favorite movie of all time, Grease. As a little shout out to uh, Libby and John, R.I.P. Uh, and uh, you know what? Just uh, have a really good rest of your week. I love that. Have a good rest of your week. Jenna, what you got? <laughs> um, that was all beautifully said. Go watch Sandman. The Sandman is incredible. I'm I'm only halfway through it because I've been savoring it, but I, I want to just like cancel all my plans and binge watch, binge watch the entire thing. And go read some She-Hulk comics. Now is the best time to possibly do so. You can get you can get right ahead of the curve before the show drops. I still cannot believe that like the next time we record this, we will be in the She-Hulk era. I'm so excited. And I really hope that the next time we record this, a photo exists of you and uh, Tatiana Maslany reading a She-Hulk comic. I hope so. You got at the at the at that red carpet. You got to just go for it. You got to just go for it. Be like, listen. I'm definitely going to text you for tips. <laughs> the tip is you got to like. <laughs> I wish I had better advice. Uh -huh. You guys just like go for it when they if it, when Tatiana walks by. If you have to yell, please do an interview with me. <laughs> do the interview. Hopefully she stops as soon as that interview is over. Have the comic unsleeved, ready to go, yeah. and just say, listen. We do a bit where we take photo reading the comic. Is it cool? And I will bet you she's going to think it's awesome. Because I'm also going to try to do that at the jump. But. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, and maybe yeah. But yeah. you just, yeah, I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to see what you get out of the carpet. I'm really excited to do these junket interviews myself. Uh, all right, Aaron, what you got for the last words on today's show? Uh, it's at Simile Corner on Twitter. And today is a special day. It is the 30th anniversary of Cartoon Network becoming a thing. Wow. So oh. we're doing some fun stuff on the site. I already wrote a slider for that. People are remembering their favorite things. I would say one of my favorite things that probably helped land me in this chair is the Teen Titans episode, How Long Is Forever, where Robin gets sucked into the future and he meets like he's night or like it's like Starfire gets sucked to the future and she meets Nightwing and like an old busted down cyborg that can't leave the tower and Beast Boy has a bald spot and Raven just kind of shut herself into a room. It's great. It's good times. So go watch whatever your favorite cartoon was from your childhood. And remember... I can't believe I'm older than Cartoon Network. Yeah, I know. It's bad. It's real bad. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> I'm not just saying this because we're a Paramount entity. I was a Nickelodeon kid. Cartoon Me too. Network, Me too. We're not, my, uh, we're not my forte. I was Rugrats, Catdog, SpongeBob. Yep. I was never Dexter's Laboratory or Hannah Montana. But, uh, B BD angling for that check from Mr. E. Lodian. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. E. Lodian. Mr. E. Yep. Oh, man. All right, y'all. Thank you, Jenna, Jamie, Aaron, for hanging out today and having a good time on Phase Zero. Thank you to everybody in the community who's been dropping comments and being fun and being nice to each other. Go watch I Am Groot if you haven't yet. Fun little show. Next week, we're probably back on Thursday. We will give you a definitive announcement on social media about that. It'll be the same time, same place, just a different day. And we'll have plenty of She-Hulk interviews for you all over the Phase Zero YouTube channel coming up in uh, starting Monday, I believe. So have fun. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you soon. Later. <laughs>